Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Meaningful Hearts podcast with Drew and Daniela. Today, we're going to take a look at control freaks. Are you a control freak? I might be. Daniela might be also. But let's look at the definition of what a control freak is, right? Let's get that in front of us because maybe we're just... You know, we're, we're speaking words that we don't know what they mean. So the textbook definition is a person whose behavior indicates a powerful need to control people or circumstances in an every in everyday life. I mean, well, I think that we all try to do that in certain ways, right? I don't think we do it 100%. The majority of us, I believe. What do you think, Daniela? I definitely think that it can apply to different areas of our lives. People do it differently. Um, some people try to control other people. Some people try to control circumstances. Um, I would say that just to add my own input, um, I think the word control freak, um, the word freak in particular can often feel like negative stigma. So I actually think it's a good conversation to have to identify what it means and what it looks like and how people can become aware and manage their need for control. I don't know if that answered <laughs> your question or what you asked, but I think it added to it. So why not? Is there an area of your life in which you feel that you try to control I think so. Yeah. I think that there's different areas, but I actually encourage and challenge you to go first. <laughs> oh, we ain't challenged. Is that a triple dog there? <laughs> Maybe just a double dog. A double dog. Okay. Right. So that, that, leaves, <laughs> that leaves me with a triple dog there. I could use it, but I'm going to keep it in my pocket because we'll wait for later episodes to do that. <laughs> right. So I can loosely say that my anxiety has caused me to be some what of a control freak based on specific scenarios that happen in my life. Um, one in particular that I can bring up, which happened recently was um, me being on a plane. I am terrified of flying. It's not one of my favorite things to do, but it's necessary if you want to get places quickly and you don't want to swim, which I don't have that much time to swim. Now, I was so focused. <laughs> I was so focused on adjusting like myself to hear noises and movements of the plane that if I kept my body tense, I felt that if I focused and kept my body tense, I had like some sort of control over keeping the aircraft in the sky and just I couldn't focus on anything else instead of just like relaxing and saying, well, the plane's going to fly itself or with the pilot, however that works. And I really have no control over it. But it felt good to be able to focus and be able to move my body and adjust to the noises around me. And it felt like I had some sort of 
say or control in what what happened with the plane, which is is it's crazy. But it was just me feeling like not feeling in control of a situation or scenario. And it gave me more anxiety. And the more I fought it, the more anxiety it brought me. Um, and I've noticed that in certain parts of my life, I have this issue. I like to be in control of certain scenarios, especially ones that involve my safety. I'd rather be the one driving. I would, you know, I drove in, I drive in a car all day long, but when I'm the passenger, it's a different feeling for me. And I, wish I could control it somehow. And I'm sometimes I'm so, so glued to what's going on out on the road that I'm like, I become like a, <laughs> a passenger driver as opposed to just sitting there quietly and being just a passenger. So I think that's something I, I fight with in my life. It's something I struggle with. And there are other scenarios too, that maybe I have no business trying to control, but it's just me trying to make it the best it can be make a scenario the best it could be. If it's a party, I want to make sure it's the best party, even though it's not my party. I have to have a, I have to have a say in it. And sometimes I can't just sit back and be a spectator. And I think I struggle with that. That's my take on my side of being a control freak, I think. Daniela, now it's your turn to admit <laughs> to the world what what lies beneath. Um, well, I think that the things that I try to control are definitely different than the things that you try to control, especially in the aspect of flying. I, for one, am pretty comfortable with flying. And, you know, it's interesting that I, I was there with you <laughs> when you were flying. You and were. For me, for me, it wasn't so much about, you know, controlling the environment, but controlling how much I could help you figure out how to be less anxious. And it was really like a feeling of helplessness um, in that sense. I can relate to what you were saying about driving because to some extent I share that. Um, I feel more control when I'm the driver versus when I'm the passenger. I know that we've done it to each other. I know that we point out um, <laughs> like, hey, it's a red, it's a green light. Oh, yeah, thanks. I if you hadn't told me, I I just no way I would have realized it, right? So I think that there's certain things, um, that we all try to control in our lives, and you touched on something very important because I think most people, the reason why we try to control things is because it gives us a sense of safety, especially when there are so many things in our lives that have happened that feel out of control. I think right now where I am in life, the biggest, uh, I guess, hurdle or struggle for me when it comes to control is uh, studying for a state exam that I have to take um, because I'm very much the type of person that feels like I need to write down absolutely everything when I study because I need to retain it all because I feel like everything is important. It gives me a sense of control over the information that I retain. And sometimes it's really hard because it's an extensive exam and it's so much that I need to learn and retain before I can actually take it that having a sense of control over how much, how much content I write down and take. Um, it helps me feel like I'm knowledgeable, like I'm trying, but it actually, just like for you, it gives you more anxiety to try to control 
paying attention and I was there, right? Because I remember you asking me, you know, does that, is that sound normal? And I remember thinking, <laughs> well, <laughs> it probably is normal, but I, you know, I didn't want to psych you out even more. So try to keep that calm level headed versus where, you know, it's the exam for me, for you. It's like, you know, you got this versus I'm like, oh my God, I try to retain so much and it's like going to explode. So recognizing, you know, the things that we aim to control and how it affects us. That's my take on it. Uh, extensively answered, but I think I made sense. You made some sense. You made some. <laughs> but I think that you know, my struggles with all of this, uh, it, it comes from, I guess, I guess from childhood, I guess it comes from, it comes from not having things in control and I guess being in the passenger seat and not being able to affect change for so long. And then it was like telling myself that when I get into a seat of position or when I'm an adult, when I'm older, I'm never going to let that happen to me again. And I think that I internalized it. It became like something that just became part of me. And it was second nature at that point. And I would affect every single moment that I could. And sometimes it's good to control a scenario, a situation. But unfortunately, I just OD'd with it because I was making <laughs> up for, I was making up for lost time in my life or just, you know, protecting my inner self that inner child right protecting it being the protector of of that um and yeah it's gotten out of hand a little bit <laughs> you it's, know you sorry go ahead i get excited no i'll say it's, it's like a gift and a curse it's something that because i'm so everything i do is premeditated because i can control that right being on time making sure we're on time making sure i can plan for a couple of days ahead <laughs> If I if I have if you leave it in my hands, I I will guarantee you that I will make sure that everything will fall into line, but at a great disadvantage of fucking draining me and giving me high levels of anxiety. Right? You were gonna say something. Yeah, I was gonna say that you touched on something pretty important, at least um, from what I was hearing, is that you rec you can recognize that a big part of it comes from your childhood experiences. And I actually had a case conference today uh, with other therapists in my office and the presentation was on psychodynamic work. So psychodynamic work is exploring childhood experiences and how they affect us in our present day, how they shape us. So, so many of us out there, you know, who experience wanting to control things and struggle with control part of the work is really reflecting on how we got to be that way. How did we get to value having control? What happened in our lives that made us feel like we had to control as much as possible? And I think that that's a good tip to give to our listeners. You know, one, the first step is recognizing what you try to control. Um, also, I think within that is being kinder to yourself in the process of, you know, redefining what a control freak is. Because freak, when we talk about control freak, we feel like there's something wrong with us. But it's really redefining what it means 
Um, <laughs> um, so those two things, recognizing that the things that we try to control and then understanding where it comes from and how it got to be that way. That's what I thought about when you said that you recognize it was childhood experiences. It pays to have a therapist. It does pay to have a therapist because having a therapist on the podcast just validates stuff and helps you just like fact check. So <laughs> kudos to me for bringing on the therapist. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Something else I also wanted to add to was through my battles with all of this, um, seeing, you know, reading and seeing a lot of Tony Robbins content. He, I always, I'm sure I circle back to um, situations in your life that n not necessarily things that you can control, but in doing so, instead of resisting what's happening, you learn how to dance with it, right? And make the best out of it make something out of it. If it's a windy day, fly a kite, you know, you can't, you can't stop the wind from blowing. So that's something that I also allow myself to do at times is when I can't control something or I start to say, Hey, you could still make something out of this. It's not necessarily what, it, what you intended it to be, but spending, expending all your energy to fight things that are out of your control is not, it's not productive at all. And that can help you so-called control freaks out there when you have a shitty day. But is it a shitty day because of the things that are happening to you or is it how you're internalizing it? So we could say, Hey, I spilt milk in my car, which wouldn't happen to me, but it would happen to somebody I know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely happened to me. So you go to the store and you buy some cookies and you dip it in your seat and you eat it. <laughs> Boom. Problem solved. Next. <laughs> But I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Maybe yeah, I, I, I definitely. I don't know if you were asking me or if you were asking. Well, I'm asking because you know sometimes you make some funny faces at me, like, "Oh shit, here we go." Uh, I gotta get some popcorn. I'll be right back. I'll go to the kitchen. Um, I honestly absolutely love that because part of it is kind of segueing into how to manage being quote unquote a control freak. So the first step is recognizing, you know, the things that you try to control and then thinking about where it comes from, or you can interchange that because sometimes you might not be aware that you try to control things until you self-reflect. So doing those two, and then ultimately finding ways to manage, which is where I love what you said, you know, Tony Robbins did talk about, he didn't use it in the concept of control. He used it in the concept of fear. But I think within control, it's our fear of not being in control, of not feeling safe, of not yes. feeling comfortable. Um, so instead of trying to fight it and resist it, like you started to experience on the plane or I start to experience when I'm studying, um, just recognizing that rather than resisting, just approaching it with curiosity and asking ourselves, how can we dance with this? How can we go along with this? You know, how can we turn this situation that's causing me anxiety because I don't have control? How can we turn it into something that is useful? Like the spilling of milk and, <laughs> and dipping an Oreo. It might be pretty gross depending on how dirty a person's car is on the inside. 
but I love the concept of it. I think it's a really good way to honestly reframe our understanding and our fears and our lack of control, just accepting. And in no way, shape or form is it easy. I think that it takes a lot of practice, but it starts with exploring, you know, and recognizing and gaining the self-awareness and then saying, how can I turn this around? Which again, is not easy, but it's not impossible because if you were able to do it for yourself in a span of a couple of days where the first plane ride was pretty intense. I remember looking at you and your pupils were like super dilated and it was, it was intense versus the second time. I'm sure you were still feeling things very intensely, but it was also different. And I think for people out there listening who can relate to feeling like maybe there's something wrong with them because they try to control things, there's nothing wrong with trying to control everything. It's just a matter of understanding why we want to do that. What makes, what about control means safe? And, you know, even exploring how can we feel safer not being in control? So asking ourselves those type of questions and really dancing with it and turning the spilt milk into dipping milk. I think those are great ways that people can start to use in their own lives. Yes. <laughs> You're just nodding your head the whole time like, yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Mentos, the Fresh Maker. Those commercials really taught you how to dance with really <laughs> unfortunate situations. I don't know if some of my listeners are too young for that, but... It would always be like some weird scenario that would happen and then they would make the best of it and they make it work and then they pop a Mentos and be like, Mentos, fresh makers. <laughs> like, wow. Like there was a guy in a, in a suit. He sits on a park bench and he, he ends up realizing the sign after the fact that the sign says wet paint. So he, <laughs> he looks and he has like white stripes on his pants. So he like rolls on the bench and he creates white stripes on his suit. And then he nods to the guy painting like, yeah, man, thank you. I made the best of it. And it's like, Wow, that's extreme situations, but in the reality, it's making the best of a situation that really sucks. So, shout outs to Mentos. Mentos, Mentos is ahead of their time. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate everyone for listening. I hope we get a little grasp on our inner control freak, and we make the best of our lives because sometimes we over we overdo it. I appreciate you yes. all for listening. Daniela so appreciates you all for listening. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> yes. that, see that? I can read her thoughts. I'm controlling her. 